<laughs> hey now, what up though? It's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you the JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right. Looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode. I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes. That's right, JSC exclusives. You'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else. For $10 or more per episode, now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show. You got a business, you want me to talk about it, I want you to sponsor my show. For $10, hit me up, send me the script, I'm putting you over. Plus, you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it. For $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time, you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. JSC Radio, I'm not going to make any grandiose proclamations. I'm not going to say JSC Radio is a movement. Not yet. JSC Radio isn't a revolution. It's not going to change the game. It's not going to make podcasting great again, brother. It's primarily me getting on here and just talking to you. I don't do interviews. I have conversations. And this is my chance to have a bunch of really fun conversations with you guys. And whether it's one person listening or 5,000 people listening, I appreciate whatever I get here. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey now. My name is Jay Scott Smith. And this is the 70th episode of the people's podcast it is the two-year anniversary baby this is j s c radio hey now how's it going my name's j scott smith again and i want to thank each and every single one of you new listener old listener Somebody who jumped in right in the middle. Someone who's been down since the first day this thing showed up on your favorite podcast provider back on March the 14th, 2016. Today is the two-year anniversary, damn it, of the show. Let me get off all of this housekeeping before I get into this. First things first, 
man, you're effing with the worst. I want to thank all of you guys who've been listening to the show from day one on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash JSC Radio. Everybody who subscribes on iTunes, simply go to iTunes, put in JSC Radio and hit the subscribe button. Same thing goes for Stitcher, who's also been there. In fact, Stitcher was the first major podcast provider to put my show out there want to shout out everybody at google play if you got an android and you're listening on google play thank you damn it thank you same thing applies for those of you on audio boom thank you damn it thank you and in just the last couple of weeks we've been able to add spotify so if you have spotify look up jsc radio add me to your playlist Take me to the gym, take me on the road, take me to work, take me wherever the hell it is you want to go. And of course, I would be remiss if I did not give a big shout out to all the supporters of the show on the mothership, jscottsmith.com. Thank you again, damn it, thank you. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at jscottsmith, that's J-A-Y-S-C-O, two T's, S-M-I-T-H. Thank you again, you can follow me on on there. By the way, on Twitter, I am verified, original. I am also on Instagram at jscottsmith, J-A-Y-S-C-O, two T's, F-S-M-I-T-H, as well as as on Facebook at Real J. Scott Smith, verified on there. Original. And if you want to follow the show, simply get on Twitter and follow me at JSC Radio as well. Now, remember, there's also JSC TV, the TV show every Saturday morning, normally at 1130 a.m. Some weeks it's 12 noon, but just tune in around 1130 and hang on. It's TV. And also, if you're hearing this on Wednesday and you get an opportunity, come out to P.J. Wellahan's this evening as we're getting ready to start up the NCAA tournament. March Madness gets underway officially on Thursday. Yes, I know. I know. I know. I know. They have those 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 play in games. But those don't count. Let's just keep it real. Those don't count. The playing games do not count. The tournament itself jumps off on Thursday. Michigan State gets at it on Friday as they will be playing at the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, where for once, they might actually have a sellout that doesn't have anything to do with WWE. But that's not why I'm here today. I want to thank you. Seriously, thank you. It's episode 70. Setenta, the 70th episode of this show. I want to take a few minutes to just kind of talk about how much this show has become a part of my life, how much this podcast has become a part of who I am, and honestly, what this podcast has done for me and for you, but more so for me, because when I first started doing this, This podcast was kind of the brainchild of a lot of frustration because it had been, I guess, about three years since I had been able to fully do Feel the Hunger Radio, which was the hip hop show slash original original podcast that I did with DJ Cut Nice for years. And uh, it had been even longer since I've been able to just do a show where I could talk a lot of shit get my opinions out there, talk to really compelling people, 
and most of all, just be able to do some fun shit on the radio. Because truth be told, radio had not been fun for me in a long time. A lot of things had not been fun for me. Let me let me shoot straight with you. When I finally got around to starting this podcast in March of 2016, it had been an idea spinning around in my head for about a year. And I was in the process of kind of crowdsourcing ideas and getting thing to, getting things together as early as really as late 2014 before I moved east. And by the time I got out to New Jersey and I was starting to put the brainchild together, I was fired from a previous job rather unexpectedly. That kind of threw everything into a tailspin. And no, I'm not talking about the Disney cartoon from the early 90s. So I went into survival mode and basically it was a year, almost exactly a year, when I was finally able to get this puppy off the ground on March 14th, 2016. And if you go back and listen to episode one of this show, it sounds obviously very different from where it does now in terms of the equipment, in terms of my confidence, in terms of the content, everything. I was scared as shit when I first did this show, when I first did this podcast, because I didn't know if anybody was really willing to listen. I didn't know if anybody was really willing to invest that kind of time into listening to me at least once a week, because there have been weeks that I have done two shows. I think there was one week where I very foolishly attempted to do three, but there have been weeks where I wonder, is anybody actually willing to listen to me, to pay attention to me, this mid-30s journalist slash goofball slash radio talent slash asshole get on here and talk about any and everything. Initially, the idea was for this to be a sports podcast. And by and large, it is. But as, again, if you've listened to this show over the last two years, it's been everything from a sports podcast to an entertainment podcast to a hip-hop podcast to a pro wrestling podcast to a social commentary slash borderline political podcast that got a few ass cheeks over at another place, tightened up when I did a couple of episodes here. But now it's like JSC Radio, albeit it's not where I fully want it to be yet, but you guys have made every week I do this show worth it. Every person who listens, whether I know you or whether I don't know you, whether you've listened to one show or all 70 plus the specials and the half episodes and all this, I thank you because I could not do this and I would not do this without you. I would not do this without the support of, of friends. I would not do this without the spiritual litigation of certain individuals. I couldn't do this without the support of people like Doc Gillingsworth and Awesome Jones and Ruth Jones, no relation, and all the people back in Detroit 
who support your boy. All the people here in Philadelphia who support your boy. All the people down in D.C. who support your boy. All the people throughout the state of New Jersey who support your boy. Yes, I've said your state is basically Indiana with a beach, but still, it's better to have a beach, isn't it? For everybody who's got my back, for everybody who likes this show, loves this show, everybody who's shot me a retweet, everybody who's read a blog post of mine, hell, anybody who hates this show, who despises me, who doesn't believe in me, but hate listens to this damn thing anyway. Trust me, the spin counts the same and the check still clears. Thank you, all of you who who have my back here, who've listened to this ragtag, weird-ass podcast for 70 episodes. And it will continue to go forward because I got so much more to do. Hell, this is the start of what would essentially be the third season of JSC Radio, if you will. <laughs> it's it's odd because this isn't like serial. This isn't like some of those really super high profile podcasts that you can break up into seasons and they have this long running arc and tail. This show basically is whatever the f- I feel like talking about. In a given week, there have been points where I didn't have an idea until three minutes before I cracked the microphone and started recording on this thing. And then there have been other points where I've written out full bullet points and kind of given myself a whole lot of room to roll. Some of the best shows have been the most impromptu ones, whether it was the show following the Orlando tragedy or whether it was the show I did talking about Harambe, the damn gorilla, or whether it was the commentary I did in R. Kelly in episode 45. Some of the best shit I've done has been impromptu, and you guys have been along for the ride. So thank you, damn it, thank you. I wanna take a second to thank Doc Gillingsworth, because I've known this brother going back to when we were at Renaissance High School, way the hell back. This goes back to when me and, and Roof and Sean Uppercut and and Strife, we were back in Detroit talking shit. I mean, there was a and, and there's a real fun little nugget about me. At one point in time, this is about seven years ago, I think this is 2009, 2010, I did an appearance on one of Strife's albums. What's happening, WFTH Radio? Your man Jay Scott here, showing love to the Dima Man Strife. Like for real, that that actually happened. That was a thing. These guys got me on a track somehow, some way, doing a skit. These dudes have been cool with me and been down with me from pretty much day one. And they go back to Detroit. They go back home with me. All right. These are all my people. And that's one of those things I also always said I do is that when I get to a point where I'm able to put someone on, when I'm able to put someone over, that's what the fuck I'll do. I will look out for you. So, yes, you're going to hear Detroit City shit on my show. Yes, you're going to hear Strife's music on my show. Yes, you're going to hear beats from cats back in Detroit, as well as some here in Philadelphia getting on this show. I want to thank the young women I've interviewed for this show. Janae Darden, who was the first person to agree to be interviewed by me on this podcast back in episode 13. To Lara Witt, who about a month or so later agreed to come on this show and had one of the most compelling interviews I've ever done in any stretch to Adrian Lawrence. Boy, would love to have her back on here. And I know she's listening. I'd love to have you back on here. And you know why. Because when I talked to her in 2016, she was living the dream. Now in 2018, she's on a crusade. So I'd love to have you back on here. Again, I know you hear me. I know you hear me, Adrian. Get at me. 
for Jasmine Duke, who's come on this show twice. She's the only repeat offender on this show. Second time through with her dad just a couple of months ago. To Renee Washington, who came on the show on episode 57. She's an amazing young talent, and I wanted to get her now because I know I ain't going to be able to come close to getting her anytime in the near future. So I want to thank all of them, the guests who've come on this show. And yes, I'm still looking for more. I'm always looking for more guests, more compelling people. Yes, I'll skew toward women coming on this show because not enough of their voices are heard, especially on some of the shit I talk about on this show. So you know where to find me. Get at me. I want to take a second to congratulate Doc Gillensworth because he produced a track on Fonte's new album, No News is Good News, and he's been getting that out there. I am going to include that at the end of this segment. I'm going to make sure I put a link up, especially on SoundCloud, for you guys to go cop the album, cop the single, support my man, support dope hip-hop, support Fonte. That brother's really dope. I just wish they'd bring back little brother one time. Just one time for the one time. Just, Just do it. Just give us one more, and then then that'll be it. That's for the heads out here just begging for it. I want to thank each and every one of y'all who've had my back over the last few weeks throughout this very difficult situation. I won't go into too many details of it, certainly not here, but just know it's uh, it's been rough. But a lot of you guys have had my back, and I wanted to take a second to thank each and every one of you for supporting me throughout this. Seriously, it means a whole hell of a lot, especially right now. That's how I'm going to close this segment out because, yes, I'm actually giving you a full episode. I wasn't just going to pop on here and be like, hey, now, this is episode 70 of the People's Podcast. This is episode 60. Yes, thank all of y'all. Good night. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to give you a real episode. But before we get off into the other half of this show, I, along the way, started doing what I would like to call the JSC Words of Wisdom. It's this blog meant to basically look out for people. It's kind of my chance to give you my uh, my attempt at being a motivational speaker, dare I say. Well, here's a little bit of words of wisdom for you. And hopefully, as you listen to this, as we go into the uh, second half of this show and as we head into season three, if you will, of the podcast, that um, that you just keep this in mind. When it comes to chasing what you want. A lot of people, especially in my business, especially my line of work, love to scare the shit out of people coming into it saying, oh, just remember, there's a 90% chance you won't make it. Half of you in this room won't make it. I tell those people to shut the fuck up. You can do it. Just understand that there's a lot of work involved in this. Just to do a podcast like this every week, and you have to understand that for a vast majority of the time I've done this podcast, I was doing it while working a job that had me getting up at 3 o'clock every morning. Had me getting up at 3 o'clock every morning, being in the building by 4.15 a.m. every day, to then go through the arduous task of being disrespected by and large for eight hours, at least in a given day. Now, that's not factoring in if I had extra things to do after the fact. I'm also the vice president of broadcast for the Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists. I have other shit to do. So when it comes to doing this podcast, I would often have to make time during very busy, very long, very tiring days to do this. It's possible. Anything is possible. 
And as I love to say, and as to quote the great Royce the Five Nine, success is certain, but it's all about the amount of effort and energy you're willing to put into it. This is a society that basically loves to break us down, that loves to prey on our insecurities, that loves to get people to feel as if they aren't worthy, they aren't good enough, they aren't deserving, but you are. You always have been, you always will be. It's just a matter of your recognizing it and taking the opportunity to really chase something. What is something that you wanna do? I don't mean at work. I don't mean as a hobby. I mean, what is something that drives you? Think about it. Everybody's had something in their life that they've wanted to chase, that you've wanted to go get, whether it's a particular career, whether it's getting a business off the ground, whether it's kicking a habit, whether it's quitting smoking, quitting drinking, quitting drugs. You can do it. There's no other way around that. But part of the reason I've always kind of bristled at the term motivational speaker and why I have issues with the term motivation as a whole, it kind of goes back to the rather infamous phrase I turned in the 26th episode of this podcast series. And it's that hope is not a strategy. It's not. It's only one part of what you need to get through. Now, when I said hope is not a strategy, well, I actually said, hope is not a goddamn strategy. You got to remember, when I said that, I was rather animated and rather frustrated at the Detroit Lions. I'm not saying you don't have to have hope in anything. I don't want to be being construed or misconstrued, if you will, that you should never have hope in life. That's what carries us through tough times. Hope is what people who are fighting for equality or fighting to finally secure some sort of gun laws or fighting to basically protect our way of life. Hope is what those people have. Hope is what gets people through when the check is slim and the bills are piling up in your mailbox. Hope is how I push through high school, push through college, push through graduate school. Is what wakes my black ass up every morning, especially these days. Hope is how my mother beat cancer. So don't think I'm sitting here shitting on hope. I'm not. But hope and motivation are just one part of what it is we need to do. You can have all the motivation in the world. You can have all the hope stored up like like it's a damn oil reserve. You can have it all there. But if you don't get up off your ass and take action, action, it means nothing. People who know me know I am not a very religious person. In fact, I'm probably one of the furthest from being religious. But there are things in the Bible that if you don't just sit there and try to treat everything literally, make a hell of a lot of sense. And one of the things that makes a hell of a lot of sense is the simple phrase, faith without works is dead. You can have all the faith, all the hope, all the motivation, all the whatever it is, all the pixie dust, whatever it is you want to have. But if you don't put that work in, you ain't getting shit. I've put work in on this show. I've done technically 80 episodes of these, but officially it's 70. And I've put in a boatload of work on this show. A boatload of it. For me to do it, I needed more than hope. I needed to have those days where I was dragging my ass through this door, dragging my ass to my bed to try to take a 90 minute nap to center myself. 
dragging my ass to the coffee machine and getting my second or third, depending on the day, very large cup of coffee, usually Cafe Bustello, very large cup of coffee to basically kick my own ass into getting to this microphone and doing this podcast and writing the blogs and chasing every opportunity, getting up on Saturday mornings when I'm dog ass tired to go do JSC TV. That's not hope. That's action. I'm about that action, boss. Like my man Marshawn Lynch says, action will actually get you there. And I'm not speaking out of turn when I say this. And it sure as hell isn't easy. But to make a positive change in your life means you got to be proactive, not reactive. Hope is a reactive activity. Get out in front of things and make things better. It's always good to hope for the best. It's always good to use setbacks and to use other people as motivation. It's always good to have faith that things will work itself out. But the only way great things will happen for you is if you mix a teaspoon of hope or faith or motivation with a pound of actual action. It's easy to be complacent and mediocre. It's tough being great. Trust me, I know. It takes work, perseverance, patience, skill. And yes, it also takes a little bit of hope. Coming up after this break, we switch gears. And you kind of knew I wasn't going to get through episode 70 just on that alone. Going to be talking about two things here. First, Gonna attack the stupidity of what has become the newest battle cry of the woke nation of everybody and their mama being accused of cultural appropriation. Plus, I take a moment to remember Craig Mack. While he may not have been the greatest rapper, this dude likely set the table for one of the greatest eras in rap music, maybe the greatest era in all of hip hop music. My name is Jay Scott Smith, and this is the 70th episode, episode 70, the two year anniversary of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio, and I will let Doc Illingsworth and Fonte take your ass into the break, and we'll be back after this. Motherfuckers can't cry no more When you die no more It's crying shame You don't even try no more Black suits, black ties And obituaries handed out Ashes to ashes after living life Hand them out for death wish is cool till it's time to blow the candles out I need some answers now Leaving your sons is tantamount To throwing them straight to the wolves And everybody saying they'd be different If they had a man around He loved his work and his women built like a Clydesdale Went to the city in search of supreme clientele Then back to the country fronting like he missed the Drysdale Just an illusion of rules and old wives tell While I was in the borough where the dope and the gun work had the whole hood sounding like Dunkirk Staring at my ceiling fan trying to be a man Wishing I had a chance to be his son first You know it's crazy cause like when I was a kid My dad used to come pick me up from school You know he was an executive chef that's what he did for a living And like when he would bring me to the kitchen I would be so excited to cook You know and he would be like no you need to be, you need to prep You need to do preparation And I didn't understand it at the time but 
was teaching me about life. They asked me where I've been, dog. I've been rebuilding with my whiz and children. Put my pops in the ground, then hit the repass and ate the same shit that killed them. Your habits didn't deviate, just thought you would appreciate. My mom used to say I was a whore just like you. So, mom, I ran through even more just to spite you. When pop, my health is doing pretty good despite you. I try so I don't die at 54 just like you, cold. I'm one snowflake away from an avalanche. My first teachers were masters of self-sabotage. My mama walking slower these days. She got a stint. Still on them new ports. Where's your fucking common sense? Pardon my French. I'm just still unconvinced. That as young as you are soon, I'll be taking care of you. I get it. You're the one who did the raising. I'm the son. But I'm not ready to cry. Your Lorraine hands bury you. You can't undo it. You either succumb to it. Make the adjustment or just become numb to it. Looking over your life like what have I done to it? Knowing your bloodline is the river that runs through it. My sons look at me these days and think I'm certified. Preparing them for a world they'll be deserted by. Internalized black man if you get a teaspoon of compassion that's more than double the serving size i get impatient shit is taking too long they don't get it i really lived it you can say what you want because by the time you realize that your father was right you probably have your own son telling you that you wrong but be his ride or die even if you two ain't seeing eye to eye teach him how to throw a punch ride a bike tie a tie hold on to him while you can this is just what i advise Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The American Red Cross urgently needs blood and platelet donations and asks donors to schedule an appointment to give now. Your blood donation matters to the patients counting on life-saving transfusions. Visit redcrossblood.org. This is JSC Radio. Y'all better back the fuck up off my man Bruno Mars, goddammit. I ain't playing with y'all. Y'all bullshitting with that cultural appropriation claim that y'all done thrown at him. Do I have to break everything down for y'all, man? I don't know which member of the Super Hotep Wokerazi decided to accuse Bruno Mars of culturally appropriating. This is a melting pot situation. That's when we are all culturally on the same type of level, all right? Maybe there's variances, but ultimately, we all brown people and it used to be brown is down but I got a homegirl who's an opera singer her name is Erica Papillon Posey right and she sings opera all across Europe all across the United States and nobody's accusing her as a cultural appropriation if you're doing other people's culture in a good way and y'all don't have a lopsided power dynamic y'all go ahead and do that shit but Bruno Mars is an Asiatic black man did y'all know that there are black people in Asia? Did you know that there is a whole bunch of Filipinos that the old school racist anthropologists called Negritos? People who were virtually indistinguishable from Africans? That's where he got that nappy ass hair from. So Bruno Mars is technically an Asiatic black man. He cannot appropriate your culture, goddammit. Let that dude do him. Because you know the only thing Bruno Mars is guilty of is chick tricking old black people and they thinking that that's their song. See, I'm not even sure where the hell you go after something like that. I mean, where do I even start? This is the 70th episode of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio, the two-year anniversary show. Welcome back. 
J. Scott Smith here, Episodia 70 in this motherfucker. That's what I'm saying right now, man. And look, we're going to get off into that in one second. Once again, want to thank each and every one of y'all who supports this show on all your favorite podcast providers, as well as supporting the show on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash JSC radio. You got to hear part of this show first on Patreon on the day of the anniversary. So if you want to get a first shot at so many different things, JSC, get on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash JSC radio. And remember to support the mothership. That would be J Scott Smith. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to talk about it. I it's because it irritates the hell out of me. It just bothers me to no end. Plus, you hear the beat underneath you. Rest in peace to Craig Mack. I have a little something about him at the end of the show. But yeah, Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars, everyone's favorite little Filipino, half Filipino, half Puerto Rican crooner singer. Not sure what the hell it is you can call he does. I just know it's entertaining as all get out. You know how difficult it is to get me to like something? As I mentioned last week with Black Panther, I don't trust a lot of taste in a lot of people because most of you guys like really whack shit or really weird shit. But the one thing, one of the few things that I can agree with y'all on, at least most rational people, is that Bruno Mars is dope. He is. Bruno Mars is dope. He He's dope. He is Get over it. I understand that Bruno Mars, he, he may not be everybody's acquired taste, but for those of y'all who don't get it, I start to wonder why. And it speaks to a bigger issue. Because as you heard in the cut there, coming in off the break, that, that dude's wild, but coming in off the break, it seems, it seems that especially amongst the Woken generation, that... Unfortunately, much like conservatives like to run around screaming fake news at anything that they don't like, despite the fact that, you know, it's not fake, it's real. Unfortunately, it seems amongst the Woken generation that apparently black people's version of screaming fire in a crowded theater is every time someone who is not 100 percent black does something that is perceived as black, we, instead of, you know, wanting to have a nuanced conversation about music or about movies or about clothing or about whatever the action is, we just quickly launch into screaming, cultural appropriation. You're appropriating and stealing from black culture. No, they're not. At least not all the time. Everybody who does something that is seen as somewhat black does not make them a cultural appropriator. Here's the thing, especially this is going out mostly to the septum pierced, woken millennial generation that learned a new term and decided they wanted to throw it all over the place. It's one thing for someone who's not black to adopt part of their culture. It's almost like I feel like I'm giving an anthropology lesson here. I used to hear this a lot about 12 to 15 years ago when people were trying to get this drumbeat about Eminem being a, quote, culture stealer, culture vulture is what we used to call it. Cultural appropriator is the word in 2018. And you notice that the people who were defending M the most were my fellow Detroiters. 
because to those of you who don't live in Detroit or don't live in a city like Detroit, so I'm throwing Chicago and Philly and Baltimore and New York and and Houston and Atlanta and places like that. What I'm basically saying is Detroit in and of itself is a culture. And it doesn't make a difference if you're black or you're white or you're Latino or you're Arab. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. If you're from Detroit, you carry yourself a certain way. You say certain things. You act a certain way. And you're not out here faking the funk. We know a phony when we see one. Hi, Kid Rock. We know a phony when we see one in Detroit. And we will call you out as such. Eminem actually lived in the hood. East side, East 8 Mile, near Warren. We know the neighborhood this cat came up in. He's legit. He's a genuine article. He's one of us. So when a clown like Benzino, remember him, was out here desperately trying to make a name for himself, claiming he was saving hip hop from the culture vultures and, and the white people trying to steal rap from us like Eminem, we all knew he was full of shit. We all knew it. It wasn't an issue for us in Detroit other than to stand up for our boy. The difference between M and, say, the aforementioned Kid Rock is Eminem is from Detroit. He is of the city. He is one of us. He didn't need to go out of his way to make it known that he was one of us. You just knew. Kid Rock made his name off Detroit's back lingering around on the perimeter of its rap scene, basically taking all the BS tropes about Detroit, some of the stereotypes about Detroit, and using them to his advantage to market himself. Kid Rock is not from Detroit. Despite what anyone will tell you, Kid Rock is not from Detroit. He can have his T-shirts that say Made in Detroit. Hell, I bought a couple of those shirts at one time. He can have his Made in Detroit shirts. He can talk about Detroit Rock City. You know he's not from Detroit because he says Detroit instead of Detroit, by the way. But he can say he's from the city. He can say he's one of us. He can say all that bullshit he wants to. But we know the truth. You are from Romeo, Michigan. Romeo, Michigan is about a good 30 to 40 miles away from Detroit. That would be like somebody way the hell out in Atlantic County claiming Philadelphia. That would be like somebody way the hell out in the other direction, deep into Delaware County claiming Philadelphia. You're not from Detroit. You, sir, are a culture vulture, and you got exposed when people found out that you're out here waving Confederate flags and talking about you're a redneck. But I thought you were a Detroiter. I thought you were from the street 15 years ago. That's cultural appropriation, people. You want to know what cultural appropriation is? Go and take a look at Miley Cyrus. She just put out a tweet yesterday that said, quote, the bitch is back. If you remember about, hell, it was 18 years ago now. If you remember 18 years ago, The Undertaker, I'm going to go to WWF here, kind of, you know, bringing up Kid Rock again. The Undertaker disappeared. He got hurt. He disappeared. He went from being the typical undertaker that you're used to seeing. 
to uh, all of a sudden in mid 2000, he suddenly shows up at a pay-per-view on a Harley Davidson motorcycle, roaring down to the ring in a long black jacket with a with a do rag on, looking completely different, looking nothing like the Undertaker you know. And then after a few years of that, he went back to being the Dead Man. Essentially, Miley Cyrus, after being Miss Hannah Montana all those years, Miss Goody Two Shoes, Miss I'm going to be the sweet and lovable white girl, all of a sudden, if you recall a few years ago, went through a super black hip hop phase where all of a sudden she's shaking what little ass she has in videos and hanging out with, with all sorts of trap rappers and smoking weed and cutting her hair and riding inflatable dicks during award shows. This is all the, th- all the stuff she's doing. And she's lashing out. And suddenly, not long after Trump gets elected, and not long after her whole hip-hop, and I put that with the biggest, boldest quote marks you can find, hip-hop act suddenly wore thin. Magically, she regrew out her hair, grabbed a guitar, and went back to being country Miley Cyrus. You know, the safe Miley Cyrus. The Miley that all her Hannah Montana fans who are now suddenly wearing red MAGA hats. Those Miley Cyrus fans. Well, suddenly, she tweets a picture out saying, quote, the bitch is back. And it's her in her old hip-hop gimmick. That's cultural appropriation. That bullshit is cultural appropriation. You can argue that Macklemore was cultural appropriation. You want to know who is not culturally appropriating? Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars is dope. That little dude is funky as hell. I don't like too many R&B singers. I don't like a whole lot of these young cats who try to sing R&B because most R&B singers are just trap rappers who can't really rap. I know that's it's an oxymoron in most cases because most trap rappers aren't exactly good at the rapidy raps themselves. But me and R&B singers, we just don't have the same relationship we had in the 80s and 90s and a fair amount of the 2000s. Just ain't got it. This cat can go. He's, is he the greatest singer in the world? No. No. Not at all. But is he entertaining as hell? You're absolutely right he is. The some bitch can go. And you can't tell me that song 24 Karat Magic doesn't do something to you. It brightened my whole damn day the first time I heard it. Still listen to it at least once a week. It's fucking great. Plus, from all accounts, he's a damn good dude. He's been through a lot. He's beaten drug addiction. He's, he's openly talked about his influences are artists such as James Brown and Michael Jackson and Jackie Wilson. This this cat actually has an understanding of the history of the music of the genre. So you can understand why I keep getting agitated because this is a drum beat. It, this didn't start with that with that little millennial girl on her little viral video with her nose pierced wearing a dirty Baltimore Oriole jersey talking about Bruno Mars is stealing from black culture. This has been a drum people have been trying to beat for about a year, and it hasn't gained any traction because most black people with common sense take one look at Bruno Mars and say, how the hell's a dude who's as brown as we are stealing our damn culture? 
Bruno Mars, as you heard there in the clip at the start of the, the segment, Bruno Mars is half Filipino. The other half, he's Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans cannot steal from our culture because Puerto Ricans are of our culture. How is this that difficult to understand? That simple girl on that video talking about he's racially ambiguous. No, he's not. He's half Asian and he's half Latino. He looks like a he looks like a little black kid, a little mixed black kid. You see that little curly head of his. I grew up with dudes who looked like Bruno Mars, for God's sake. This girl saying that he's racially ambiguous and he's stealing from the culture clearly has never been anywhere outside of Baltimore. Because she sure as hell ain't ever been to the West Coast. Anybody who watches WWE or WWF, all you got to do is turn on SmackDown on a Tuesday night and take one look at the Usos. The Usos are both young men. They're Samoan. Anybody who's been on the West Coast and seen a bunch of Samoans pretty much already knows the deal. Samoans are hood. They are hood. They are just like us. That's the life out there. Bruno Mars is a half Filipino, half Puerto Rican dude who grew up in 1990s Los Angeles. What the hell do you expect him to sound like? Oh, but he, he's part Hawaiian and they're, they're in black culture. They're stealing from black bodies and, and, and Prince didn't win album of the year and Bruno Mars did. What the hell? How's it Bruno Mars's fault that the industry didn't show Prince the proper respect? It's not his fault. People like Michelle Indigayo Cello, who had, had a modicum of success in the 90s and early 2000s, just attacking Bruno Mars. Please show me where Bruno hurt you. Where, what, did he, what did he do to you? Why, why are you so angry at this cat? All he does is make good music. I can understand if you don't like his music. Well, really, I can't. But it's like, okay, I can get with it. Everything ain't for everybody. Please understand, there's plenty of shit I don't like. I'd be sitting here for another hour telling you all the shit I don't like in music. So I get that. He's not your cup of tea. But it's a hell of a leap to go from I don't like his music to he's stealing our culture. Why are you listening to him? He's stealing our culture. He can't steal something that's his. Yes, it was a little weird hearing dude talk about the Asiatic black man. But aside from the silliness there. He's half Puerto Rican. Do you really want to go down this road? Do you really want that kind of smoke with the Puerto Ricans over this subject? Do you really want that kind of smoke from the Dominicans about this whole thing? Do you really want those problems from the Haitians and the Jamaicans and the Cubans? Really? As much shit as black America has swiped from Caribbean music and African music, do we really want to be sitting here sitting here pointing our wagging our damn judgmental finger at goddamn Bruno Mars? No. Let Bruno Mars be Bruno Mars. Let that dude be dope. Let that motherfucker be funky. Let's have some fun. Everything, you ain't got a bitch about everything. And no, I'm not just going to rag on millennials. There's plenty of people older than me on this dumb shit. All y'all want to be woke all the damn time. Everybody's woke. You're woke. He's woke. She's woke. They're woke. We're all friggin' woke. The only person around here who should be woke is Matt Hardy. All the rest of y'all, y'all too woke for your own good. And you know what happens when you stay awake for too long? Your brain starts to get a little weird. Your mind starts to get a little scrambled. You start to say and do shit you normally wouldn't do if you'd gotten your proper rest. So for all you woke people, how about your ass just goes and take a nap? Just go take a nap. Go to sleep. 
Get some rest. Rest those eyes. Rest that third eye. Get some rest. Anything. You don't need to be so damn woke. So damn woke, you want to take the fun out of everything. Chill out. If you don't like something, that's cool. But don't sit here and lecture everybody and act like you're the smartest motherfucker in the room trying to scream cultural appropriation the way that Trump screams fake news at reporters or that somebody was screaming fire in a crowded theater. Stop that. If you don't like something, that's cool. Guess what? I don't like it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating, to quote Common. But for, for God's sake, just because you don't like it doesn't mean he's stealing the damn culture. Especially when it seems you don't have a great understanding of what the culture is. You talk about doing shit for the culture. You want to know what to do for the culture? Get educated on the culture. Understand that American black culture is a melding of so many different things. It is a melting pot. There is no one particular thing that can just be swiped from us. Because we've borrowed from a lot of people too. If you really want to do some world history type of shit, some some history of slavery and the transatlantic slave trade, look at where a lot of those slave ships drop people off. Haiti, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Cuba, all up and down, Trinidad and Tobago. Get the fuck out of here. You think you're going to sit here and just lecture people on why someone is stealing from the culture when you don't even understand where the culture came from. Grow up. For God's sake. Let us enjoy something. Let us have something nice. He's a good guy by all accounts. He ain't trying to hurt nobody. In fact, if anything, he's gone out of his way to basically pay homage to a lot of to a lot of old cats, to a lot of the a lot of a lot of history. He shows love to a lot of history. That thing he did with Cardi B, someone I don't care for, but that thing he did with Cardi B, for example, that was based on In Living Color. There were people running around screaming, he's stealing our culture. He stole from In Living Color. What would the Wayans think of this? The Wayans chimed in. They were honored that he did it because he also reached out to them. Everybody want to be woke, but nobody wants to have their damn eyes open. Hell's wrong with you people. That was fun, by the way. But before I go... I'm going to get a quick word in on Craig Mack. He passed away what would be Tuesday or yesterday, depending on when you're hearing this, at the age of 46 from heart failure. 46. Now, Craig Mack, you have to understand, for those of you who may not get get it, this is mostly for cats my age range and older. This is, this is, for, the 30, this is for the 35 and up crew right now. Craig Mack was the guy who set the table for Bad Boy. He was the first Bad Boy artist to release a single and release an album, officially. When Project Funk The World came out and you had Flava In Your Ear and then maybe one of the two or three greatest posse cuts in the history of the genre. And I'm not, I'm not saying that for hyperbole. The remix to Flava In Your Ear The absolutely magnificent remix to Flava in Your Ear, which I can say for the first time, the first time I heard that was during my the back end of my freshman year of high school in 1994. Just hearing the start of that song, hearing Biggie's verse takes me back to the third floor hallways at Renaissance High School in Detroit. 
it it helps me remember where I was and what I what I was doing at that time period. I was 14 years old and I was really hitting my stride and digging hip hop. Loved it. Loved it. His album was okay, but the thing it wasn't as much about his impact as a lyricist. He was a decent rapper. It was what he represented down the line. He was the guy who set the table for the notorious B.I.G. Biggie was the ace of the crew. Craig Mack was the opener. Biggie was the headliner. And he got to spit on, again, maybe one of the two or three greatest posse cuts in rap history. You could argue that the symphony is right there, but you put it in too many other plays. There aren't too many other ones that you can look at and just say, this is the greatest posse cut ever. Flavian Year, the remix that featured one of my favorite rap lines of all time. That, that right there, don't be mad, UPS is hiring. I still say that to this day because of that song. Craig Mack, he also did Get Down. That was the beat you heard at the start of the, uh, the segment here. He did Get Down. He did the remix with Q-Tip. He was a part of some dope shit. And then he just kind of disappeared. He got dropped from Bad Boy after only going gold, and then Biggie took off, and Bad Boy took off, and Puffy kind of left him by the wayside. Yeah, I called him Puffy. He ain't Diddy. That Diddy didn't leave him by the wayside. Puffy did. He ended up making a brief comeback in the early 2000s, appeared on the special delivery remix with G. Depp and Keith Murray and Ghostface, and then he disappeared again. And he apparently found religion with this kind of a weird cultish kind of church in South Carolina. He was apparently working on a comeback album, and Eric Sermon was actually helping to produce it when he died. And yeah, 46 years old. If you recall last summer, I did the tribute episode for Prodigy of Mob Deep when he passed away. He was 43 years old. Craig Mack joins a long line of rappers to die by nonviolent means before the age of 50. I'm talking about Prodigy, Dilla, Sean Price, Heavy D, Easy E, Nate Dog, Fife from a tribe called Quest, MC Breed, Big Pun, Pimp C, MCA, Big Psych, Miss Melody. These are just the ones that I can pull up off the top of my head who passed away due to health complications before the age of 50. It's mind blowing, man. And in this case, Craig Mack dies of heart failure. We got to take care of ourselves out here. And I say that as a guy who's working to take care of himself, drinking more water, trying to eat better, trying to work out. Again, I joke about it a lot. I'm 38. I'll be 39 at the end of this year. I'll be 40 next year. September 5th, 2019, I turned 40. Get your gifts ready right now. And to hear that these guys, guys that I grew up listening to, who weren't that much older than me in a lot of these cases. Guys that I grew up listening to are dropping, just dropping like flies. And a lot of these guys were dying in their mid to late 30s. What the hell, man? We gotta, we, we gotta keep our, we gotta keep as many of us here as possible. So that's my final message to y'all on this 70th episode. Episodia Sententa of the People's Podcast is you got to take care of yourselves. I say the shit every single week. Take care of yourselves. My name is Jay Scott Smith telling you to take care of yourself. 
God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pet spayed or neutered. Remember to adopt and not buy. And by the way, United Airlines, you. Why don't you do that to a dog? And we are out of here. Rest in peace, Craig Mack. Next week, episode 71. And we got to have a serious talk about the Detroit Pistons. Because uh, this ain't right. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Y'all better back the fuck up off a of goddamn brood on Mars. But I had to come after y'all. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore. So she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.